0: 313814567 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's word on this edition of the virtual Bible study. And we welcome you
1: to the virtual Bible study for Thursday, January 3rd, 2013. Welcome to the virtual Bible study tonight. Thank you for being a part of it, and we look forward to hearing from you at 877-381-4567. You can also email questions at collegeview.com and if you are watching us live tonight the video window to the right of your viewing window or the chat window to the right of your video window is open and you can sign in there and chat with other listeners we'll see chris in the uk there jason in pennsylvania nick in florida we're spreading around the continent around the globe tonight and we we'll look forward to your participation my name is jacob Gwyn. my father greg Gwynn joins me to my right your left
2: jacob great to be with you i'm busy setting up my computer here a little late getting that done and I think it was even talking to us a little bit there. Oh, I didn't hear that, it. Yeah, but I got I got that all taken care of now. Happy uh, Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you, Anthony's behind the board Anthony, tonight,
1: Anthony. Thank you for joining us, Anthony. Thanks. It's good to be here. <laughs> and use that Anthony can
2: Yeah, I might have to break it out tonight. I look a little more presentable.
1: You do. You all look right. like the lumberjack uh, operator tonight. Okay.
2: All right. Good deal. We got an important topic tonight, Jacob. But before we get to that, real quick, a couple of housekeeping notes. Yes. Number one. Obviously, if you want to be on our update list, get us an email to questions at collegeview dot com. Is the list still growing? The list is still growing, getting requests continually, so okay. we're glad for that. Also, kind of last call for the Bible reading calendar for twenty thirteen. Yeah. Uh, you're three days late starting already right. after today, but there's plenty of time to catch up. Okay. You, can, you can you can get caught and up. You're with getting this. some. You have been getting yeah, some questions. Yeah, have, for have it. had some, not a lot. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people want to do that or not, but. Uh, uh, yeah, we're getting some requests, and uh, we really think it's a good program. So if you want one of those Bible reading calendars, let us know. That's all your housekeeping. That's all I got. I've got one. Okay.
1: A big thanks to Brad in Athens, Alabama, for fixing our podcast feed. He he found the problem, and not only did he find the problem, he fixed the problem for us. So he wrote some a program and got it all patched up there. So you're a podcast listener hopefully that feed will come through so brad quick.
2: is is uh, what'd you call him last week bbs podcast listener of the, of the month well he may be going for the year maybe all time <laughs> yeah well i mean you may, may be the only one all the thing yeah okay. I, i'm getting a, a note in the chat room from uh, one of our faithful listeners says there's no sound
1: uh, okay if you don't have if you if you hear anything uh, let us uh, know Yeah. if
2: the rest of you are hearing let us know
1: i think i know that listener and i wouldn't be surprised if it's on her end
2: that's so, right yeah uh Jason is in Jason in Pittsburgh. Where's
1: where's Jason is in Pennsylvania somewhere. uh, High sound.
2: sound. Did you try refreshing MTP? So try refreshing your page or start over. Stop it and start it again. All right. All right. So to this important topic, we've got. You know, we we've been saying, Jacob, that if you to our listeners, if you have an issue that you'd like to hear discussed, let us know. We often compile those and then sort of have a smorgasbord uh, program where we deal with several questions uh, unrelated. to kind of catch up with listener questions, we got several of those compiling already. But I got one question just this week that I think deserves our whole attention tonight. Yeah, so, it sort of got. It, it, and, and we've got a stack of emails. It touched a nerve. Yeah, we've got a stack of emails from listeners responding to our update. So I think this is a problem people want to talk about. We're going to try to spend the whole hour tonight talking about this. This listener says. I'm hoping that you will do an upcoming study on extra revelations from God apart from his word. The belief that one can hear the voice of God as a standard of authority seems to be the key to why many have strayed from God's written word. Uh, He goes on. This problem has come to my attention, especially since I've been hearing a series of sermons from our own pulpit within the last two months. The preacher is trying to get everyone to be listening to God's literal voice in their daily walk. Wow. Apart from the Bible. Wow. Uh, He sent me a follow up email just today when he learned that we were going to deal with this question on the program. He said, I wish I'd uh, had a little more detailed notes of the sermons he's been preaching, but he said he made ridiculous bits of persuasion like, Don't we sing hymns that talk about how God or Jesus talks to us? And he mentions one, He walks with me, He talks with me, He tells me I am His own. Oh boy. Uh, uh, Which is, by the way, one of my least favorite well, song and if that's reason. That tr- i mean reason. if that's
1: true then he's also literally walking with you yeah that? okay
2: yeah. yeah well that song goes on to say and the joy we share as we tarry there okay. none other has ever known yeah and and what that's saying is i've got a relationship with jesus the likes of which no one else has ever experienced yeah. the apostle paul didn't have the relationship with jesus that i've got you know that's crazy that song i think is unscriptural It needs to be not sung. I don't like that song at all. I don't don't think it has a scriptural basis. I don't like it either, but Uh, but that's not the program. Okay, go on, going on. He says the preacher also pressed scriptures from the New Testament. Jason
1: doesn't like that song. (laughs) Okay.
2: Uh, uh, The preacher goes on to say, use New Testament verses of which Jesus is speaking to the apostles about how the Spirit would communicate with them in the future. That is, words with which they would teach the early church. But my preacher incorrectly applied them to us today saying the spirit of god would talk to us apart from the bible wow you know and i've heard some people make that point too they misapply there's a couple of quotes we'll probably get to tonight in john chapter 14 john chapter 16 where jesus is specifically promising to send the holy spirit to his apostles to guide them into all truth okay. that was a promise to the apostles not anybody else okay. but i have i like this listener i have heard those verses misapply. So much for stringing our listeners
1: along. I think we know where where we're going to stand on this tonight, but uh, maybe you disagree. We'd like to hear from you, or maybe you agree. Let All right. Yeah, what yeah, are your yeah. questions? For you
2: get, you get, I think you know where we are coming okay. from on this, or at least me, Jacob. I'm hoping you're coming okay. along All with right. me on that. I
1: don't know. I have uh, to say uh, Anthony,
2: here. I hope you'll agree with me on that. Yeah, well, I,
3: I, somebody's <laughs> got to bring some suspense. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, Anthony. Okay. All right. Here's the questions <laughs> those I see Headphones
1: out. may have something in them other than us. Okay. All
2: right. Uh, right. Here's Here's the. Uh, the questions I sent out to our list number one what verses make the claim that the Bible is God's complete and final revelation number two now in other words we're just asking for what verses claim yeah. it. and then number two what proofs can be offered that the Bible is in fact inspired by God and the claim is that it is complete and final of okay. complete and final revelation so we're going to handle try to handle that pretty quick we're also going to try to handle number three pretty quick what arguments can be made to show that these books are not inspired by God Book of Mormon, Koran, the Watchtower Publications of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. In other words, can we look at some other religious books that people follow and say that's not yeah. from God, and it's you know, and, and it, it it can't be. Okay. Yes. And then number th- four: Is there any leading or guidance from God via His literal voice in our daily walk? That's, that comes from that email from our listener. Is there any such leading or guiding? Apart from, in other words, his literal voice in our daily walk. And then, number five, are there any means by which we might be led to do God's will other than just reading our Bible? Okay. All right, so uh, we'll we'll deal with those.
1: And we're going to have to go fast. We've got a lot of response. We've got extra responses tonight, a thick stack of responses from our listeners, and we'll look forward to your responses added into the mix as well. It's 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com and in the chat room. And the listeners are filtering in there. If you're not signed
2: in, do so. It's very
1: easy to do on the program tonight.
2: I think the Bible certainly does claim to be absolute truth. Yeah, that's a... it, it claims to be complete, the complete and finished revelation of God. There are a number of verses that we frequently reference. Uh, I might look at 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13, Paul said... For this cause also we thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. So Paul said, when you heard us speak, you received our teaching for what it was.
1: And once it was received, it was uh, it was in stone. It, could, it wasn't changing in Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Paul said, but even if we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we pre- preach. preached? To you, let him be accursed. And so, uh, once they had received it, that
2: that was it. Yeah, and it was a finished deal in Jude verse three. Of course, only one chapter in Jude. Jude verse three, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That expression in the King James, "once delivered," to saints newer versions will actually say "once for all." Correct. In other words, it was a finished deal. Second Peter chapter one verse three. His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. Notice the past tense there. Peter said, by this point in time, when Paul wrote the, the epistle we call Second Peter, he said, he hath given us, past tense, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, that would be uh, in, in conjunction uh, with the promise that Jesus made to his apostles right. in John chapter 16. Verse 13, he said, When he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Uh, So speaking, the context will bear out, he's speaking specifically to his apostles, and he said the Spirit will come and guide you, you apostles, into all truth. So all truth was to be made known in the lifetime of those apostles. Now that was nearly 2,000 years ago. We're not still waiting for that to
1: happen. And that's what Paul said would happen in First Corinthians chapter 13, for we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, that, then that which is in part will be done away. Uh, verse 12, for we now see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. Paul said in First Corinthians chapter 13 that this revelation was going to come to an end, and we would have the complete revelation. We would know and see ourselves just as God sees us, and at that point, miracles will be done away with, which we agree has happened, and we believe we have the entire revelation of God.
0: Exactly.
2: Real quickly, let's look at uh, this. For, we, as we said, we want to go pretty quick with these first couple of questions. Let's just pick up some of our listener uh, email. Uh, Ramona in Texas says, uh, she references Revelation 22, 18. In other words, we want to know what verses say the Bible is God's complete and finished Revelation. Revelation twenty two eighteen. I warn everyone that hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds to anything, anything to them god will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll and if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy god will take away that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in that scroll uh i think as we've mentioned before that that's probably talking specifically about the book of revelation Mm -hmm. but i believe isn't applicable to all of the things that god has inspired all right all right uh, uh she goes on to the second but let's just deal with this first question yeah Jake.
1: Uh, okay uh all right yes we're on to the second one okay yeah okay um jason in pennsylvania jason's in the chat room you can chat with him uh there tonight he says i don't know of a verse that makes the claim exactly as the question asked there's not a passage that i know that uses the word bible or complete and final revelation there are two verses i believe that show bi- the bible is god's final complete revelation uh, number one, he says the main reason is that Jesus said so. He put his stamp of approval on all three sections of Old Testament Scripture, and he said the Spirit would be sent after his ascension so that the apostles could be led into all truth, John 16:13, as you referenced. Any claim of new revelation contradicts Jesus' statement that the apostles would be led to all truth. So based on this alone, claims of new divine revelation should be rejected because they are not writings from the apostles Jesus made this statement to. 1 Corinthians 13 speaks of a time when that which is perfect will come and the partial, that being the gifts, will be done away with. I believe that the perfect mention in this text is the complete revelation that was finished when the Apostle John penned his final letter.
2: Correct. Now, I want to take this next paragraph of Jason's and explain something. He says, I may take a little different position on some of the verses that will be mentioned because of the writing of some of those verses. The whole revelation of God was, as we have it today, was not yet given. Verses like 2 Timothy 3.16... I think 2 Timothy 3.16 probably talking about the Old Testament. Uh-huh. But 2 Peter 1, verse 3, which I just referenced, Jude, verse 3, which I just referenced. He says, these were written before John wrote his epistles and possibly, uh, and possibly Revelation and the Gospel of John. If they say Revelation was finished, should we question the letters that were written afterwards? There's an answer to that. That's a great question, Jason. There's an answer to that initially all of the revelation of god was an oral revelation it was a spoken word the apostles were inspired to speak the word of god Uh over a period of a number of years Mm -hmm. 30 40 years that written that that spoken revelation was committed to writing so if you were to draw a graph you'd have all oral no written initially okay and then over time it became less oral, more written, until at the end it was completely a written revelation and God wasn't giving any oral revelation anymore. That's why you could use Jude verse 3, although the, when the book of Jude was written, not all of the books in the New Testament were written. He could say the the, the word, the message, the truth of God has been revealed. Peter could say in Second Peter 1 verse 3, he hath made known... All things that pertain unto life and godliness. Now, not it wasn't all committed to writing yet, but it was all known at the point that those inspired men said that.
1: Interesting. Very good explanation. All right. Let us know your thoughts in the chat room on that. Uh, uh, very good. Based on this, he says, we may be too quick to jump in jumping to conclusion that these are proof texts that say the Bible is completed, revelation of God. I am open for another opinion. I think you just presented that. Because of this, I don't use these specific verses to prove the
2: Bible is complete. I look forward to hearing your comments about that. So appreciate that. All right. All uh, right. We've got Chris in Atlanta who says, uh, who uses the, the 2 Peter three sixteen and 17, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished un, unto all good works. Now, I think that probably in the context that that was a specific reference to Old Testament scriptures that Timothy had been taught. Uh, if you go back to verse the, the, the verse before it, he says... From a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. So that may be talking about Old Testament scriptures. But it would be inclusive of New Testament. Yeah. The word scripture means things written. Mm-hmm. And concerning inspired things, all things that are written by inspiration of God are profitable. Doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness. Okay. And then Chris correctly notes in Second Peter 3, verse 16, that the apostle Peter implies that Paul's writings are Scripture. And so if you put those two verses together, does, I do think it makes the argument that Chris was making. All right. And uh, Chris
1: in the U.K. gets the award tonight, and he is in the chat room as well. He gets the award for the longest response of the night and perhaps the longest response in virtual Bible study history.
2: I think, I, I, in fact, I'm convinced of that. I don't think there's any doubt about that.
1: Yeah, our printer is still sweating from printing it yeah, out. Yeah, we almost
2: burned out of some circuits in the printer. Yeah, that's right. printing this yeah. all out. Just, okay. uh, in fact, Chris... Uh, we're overwhelmed with 23 pages. When we printed out your emails to us, we've got 23 pages of text here. Thanks for all that info. I think what he says is that he has written on these subjects about biblical authority and inspiration, and he agrees it's very long and and, uh, so forth. So I want to save that text, and I don't know. He, He
1: starts out, Scripture had supreme authority for the Old Testament saints, Christ and his apostles in all matters it touched upon, in particular for Christ what Scripture said, God said. Christ also directly affirmed many of the passages attacked by liberals. Objections to the inerrancy and sufficiency of Scripture are refuted. The charge that Christ was mistaken or merely accommodating to his hearers is impossible for a consistent Christian to hold. Uh, The charge of circular reasoning fails on several accounts. The internal and external cross-checks and the role that axioms play in all philosophical systems. I think
2: Chris is right. If either the Scriptures are inspired and Jesus acknowledged that, therefore... Jesus' credibility is bound up in that claim. And so really any proof that Jesus is the Son of God is a proof that the Scriptures are inspired from God. All right. All right. Very good. Thank you, Chris. We got an email from Mohan. And Mohan had sent an email last week, by the way. Jay, we hadn't heard from him in a while, but he sent an email last week that we didn't get to. didn't get it in time to get to it on the program. But he mentions Revelation 22. 18 and 19 makes the claim that the Bible's God's final revelation. We cannot add to or take from the Bible. I think you're right, Mohan. Thank you, Mohan, for your response. And then finally tonight uh, we have uh, Randy in Michigan.
1: Uh, no, it's not final. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> get Indiana ready. In Michigan. Uh, here's some reasons I believe the Bible to be the Holy Word of God. It was written over a period of 1500 Okay, hang, hang on. Okay. He's,
2: he's talking about proofs. Okay, he's proofs. Going yes, to talk. That's a question, too. Hang all on. Right, to let's,
1: let's go, Jim, in Kentucky. Jim says, and we missed uh, his answer to number one. Number two, he says. No,
2: we're doing number one. Get Jim's number one there.
1: Okay, number one. John yeah. 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And then he references John 16, 13. As uh, that the spirit will guide us into all truth from these two verses we learn that jesus promised that the alos or another word for, of the same kind who is identified as the comforter or holy ghost who was sent by the father would teach them all things that jesus taught them and from john 16:13, that the holy ghost would reveal all truth peter in second peter 1 3 said that god revealed everything necessary to help us obey him According as his divine power is given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Thus, we have all things necessary to learn about God's truth and obey it. Thank you, Jim, for your answer.
2: All right. Uh, we've, we've got some chatting going on in the, in the chat room. We haven't even been able to keep up with that. We're a, a past break time. We're going to hurry on to some of these other points. But let's grab a break. When we come back, we're going to real quickly talk about the proofs of inspiration. We may not have time to read all of the email responses, but I think we're all on the same page. There's some powerful proofs of inspiration in the Bible. Let us
1: know your thoughts. 877-381-4567. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study will continue right after this.
4: There's more of the Virtual Bible Study to come after these important messages. Stay tuned. Matt? No, I don't have any plans for Friday night. What are you doing? Oh, I won't be able to go with you to watch that movie. Because, Matt, the movie is rated R. Hey, why don't you just come over and hang out at my house Friday night? Great, I'll see you there.
0: Being pleasing to God means that you may have to be different than the crowd, but don't be afraid to stand up for what's right. It just might find that it's easier than what you expect. A message brought to you by College U Church of Christ.
2: Here's some quotes worth pondering. Moral strength is apt to be measured as much by longevity as by a sudden burst of power. Sometimes it takes more strength to resist speaking than to speak. Indifference is one of the main enemies of truth. One of the best medicines for depression is to go out and do something for somebody. Man, wish I'd said that. How about
4: logging off of Facebook and getting into God's book? The virtual Bible study continues.
1: And we welcome you back to the program as we talk about extra-biblical guidance. Are we hearing things from God today that are outside of the Bible? Should we be looking for that? One preacher in the area says that you should be listening for that, that God will be speaking to you directly. And
2: uh, we want to know, is that what we should do? Well, you know, in answer to that question, we we've already come up with an answer. If the Bible is what it claims to be, if it is God's complete and final revelation, if it's all truth, then I I should not be waiting for God to speak to me, to reveal something else, to give me some extra information. That's true, right? It would be it would just be superfluous. <laughs> yeah, I think What's that
1: word? I, I think I put some extra uh, superfluous maybe. How is Su- it? Superfluous. It.
2: Superfluous. superfluous, superfluous. Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. an extra. I put some superfluous put
1: some syllables. In syllables. It. That's right. But, extra syllables.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, it'd be redundant. On top of that, and it would repeat itself. And it would be repeating itself. Yes, it would. All right. So uh, I, I, now, what we've got to do pretty quickly is we've got to we've got to establish. In other words, we've talked about the fact that it claims to be complete and finished. What's the proof of that? Okay. And really, we're, when we ask that question. Uh, what proofs can be offered that the Bible is inspired by God, and therefore the claim that it is complete and final is true? Uh, we're really talking about the proofs of inspiration, and we want to do again. We want to do that pretty quickly. Uh, we got lots of email along this line. Ramona,
1: go ahead. Says Second Peter one verse twenty, knowing this that first that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. She references Second Timothy three sixteen. The key word is inspiration. The Greek word uh, is uh, is theonoustos. Uh, it means God breathed. The Bible does not contradict itself. There are no mistakes. It is all 100% perfect. Archaeologists will sometimes use the Bible to search for the spots they want to investigate. They use it as a source. Uh, there are hundreds of documents which prove the Bible to be true from Josephus of the first century to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Each time they find something new, it validates what the Bible says.
2: All right jason uh, in pennsylvania says the bible is the only book that i know of that makes the claim of being from god and actually authenticates these claims in its pages and it it is a self-authenticating book and because of this can be counted on as our final authority some of the ways the bible shows itself to be from god is makes the claim it is historically scientifically medically accurate in all details given it is filled with fulfilled prophecy The men who claimed to be speaking for God did miracles to prove it. The eyewitness testimony of the resurrected Christ proves Jesus' claim that the Old Testament is from God and his apostles speak for God. uh, Really good, Jason. By the way, he speaks about the historical, scientific, medical accuracy. We could add geographical accuracy. Uh, The the Bible is accurate. It's not a history book. It's not a science book. It's not a medical book. It's not a geography book. But when the Bible speaks in areas that could be either confirmed or, or denied right. by history, by science, by medicine, uh, and so forth. The Bible is always accurate. Yes. In fact, the Bible is accurate even though it was written in a time when those men on their own would not have known the things they were writing about, right. which is a proof of inspiration. Okay. Real good, Jason. Very good. Chris says,
1: Over 300 prophecies concerning Jesus. The out of Jesus fulfilling only eight of these prophecies is 10th to the 28th power, or one with 28 zeros following it. The Bible was written over a period of 1,500 years by 40 authors from all over and all walks of life. It is miraculous that all these books form a perfect and unified message with no contradictions. Many claim various contradictions, but with some study and looking at things in proper context, the supposed contradictions disappear.
2: Yeah, there's there's there, through the centuries, there have been people who tried to claim that they found a, a contradiction in the Bible. In fact, there's a book called Alleged Contradictions of the Bible by a man named John Haley, and there are just hundreds of claimed contradictions. He explains them all uh, as not being contradictions. So yeah, men have tried, but they've not they've not been able to prove one sustained contradiction in the Bible. And I think that is remarkable, as as Chris mentioned, having been written by approximately 40 different men over a period of about 1,500 years. They didn't live in the same place. Most of them didn't know each other. They didn't even speak the same languages. They came from different social, economic, educational backgrounds, and yet you put their finished work together, complete harmony.
1: All right. He says we have multiple copies and dated back very close to the events written about. It is the most well-documented. A book of antiquity; it is uh, so well documented. Uh, finally, he says we have great evidence of Jesus' resurrection, which should take away any doubts as to the validity of God's work. Thank you for that answer, Chris. Um, and uh, Chris in the UK, he uh, gives
2: us pages and page and page. I was trying to pick out something that we could could uh, reference real quickly, but I'm not seeing it off the top of my head. If you're in the, it, Chris in the chat room, if you if you think of one argument you want us to present, uh, give us a, give us an idea of that argument you'd like us to present. Let me run on to uh, to Jim in Kentucky, who says concerning what proofs can be offered, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the proof that tr- uh, is the proof, the truth of assurances of God. Acts two verse thirty six. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Christ. Basically, Jesus, he's saying. If the resurrection is true, everything else is yes, true. I think uh-huh. that's the argument. Later, Paul told the Athenians that the resurrection of Christ is God's assurance to his power and authority. Quotes Acts seventeen thirty one. Jesus said the Father gave him authority to judge all, John 5, 28, 29. Therefore, God gave the power to Jesus to be judged. He gave us the assurance that Jesus has that power through the resurrection. The words of Jesus are the final revelation of God. Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things. So Jim makes an argument I think is really a good argument. How how can we be sure that the things we read in the Bible are true? Because Jesus was resurrected from the dead. If you prove that one singular historical event, then everything else stands. On the other hand, if you can prove it didn't happen, then you just throw your Bible away, nothing else, in it matters. That is the key. And, and so every proof of Jesus as the Son of God, as the resurrected Savior, is a proof that the Bible is the finished and complete, inspired Word of God.
1: All right. And Randy in Michigan says it was written over a period of 1,500 years. God used about 40 men to pen His Holy Word. The Holy Spirit moved them to use words God wanted them to use. Words conveyed thoughts. Therefore, the Holy Spirit chose the words God wanted them to use to reveal His will to all mankind. Second Peter one verse twenty one. Holy men of God were of different nationalities, had different degrees of education and were of diverse cultures the bible is not a scientific book but wherever the bible does touch on the science, subject of science and it could be proved wrong it has always been proven right and the prophecies of the bible are always fulfilled 100 percent appreciate uh, those uh comments and randy has many more uh, appreciate those uh but it is it is amazing when you look at the the complexity of the scriptures one thing that's uh that's really struck me as of late is the um is the type-antitype type relationship from the Old Testament to the New Testament? Moses prophesied so far back that uh, that there would be coming a prophet like unto him that we should hear. And then you look at the similarities between Jesus and Moses. And people, if they were if they were making it up, if, if different men were just writing this this fictional account, it'd be impossible for them to get all those things lined up the way that they were. It proves that Jesus is the Son of God, and it does prove the Bible. I think.
2: That's right. Real quickly we're just ready for our, our, another break but let me give you, it was mentioned in some of the emails we read about fulfilled prophecy mm-hmm. and there are just hundreds of cases of specific prophecies in the Old Testament that are fulfilled accurately mm-hmm. for instance one of them that we always kind of stand in amazement of Isaiah uh, prophesied that the, the the children of Israel the, the, the nation of Judah that had been taken away into Babylonian captivity would be brought back uh, from that captivity, and he said, in, in fact, he prophesied it before they were even taken into captivity. But he said, uh, Thus saith of Cyrus, that saith of Cyrus, He is my shepherd and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built, and to the temple, Thy foundation shall be laid. So Isaiah, Isaiah wrote that about 710 BC. Mm-hmm. In the year 710, he said a man named Cyrus will give the authority for God's people to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild it. Okay, and that was before they, that Jerusalem was even destroyed and the captives taken. Uh huh. In 536, which is what 70? Uh, uh, or 185, about yes, 185, about 108, yeah, 184 years, mm-hmm. 184 years later, King Cyrus of Persia authorized the Jews to return to Jerusalem and rebuild it. Now, how in the world did Isaiah know that? He named Cyrus before Cyrus was even born. He named Cyrus before the Persians were even the world empire of the time. How did he know that? Well, the only way he could have known that because God revealed them. Oh. Just those kind of proofs of, of inspiration.
1: Not the only ones you could cite. Uh, many oh, more tons you could of, yeah. uh, But just, it, does, it only takes one, really, uh, to show you that this bio, this book is uh, not your typical book, that it is, in fact, inspired by God. Okay.
2: We uh, late or we're break. late for our break. Uh, I think, Chris, I asked him if he had um, uh, one argument to make about the proof of inspiration. And he's just see. he's just put in... Uh, a couple of of updates. He says uh, uh, the claim in John 14 is that one of, is one of remembrance, that of what is there. So the word hidden in the heart, not something new. The adage of it's new is probably not true. If it's true, it's probably not new. Oh, there's an adage. If it's new, it's probably not true. If it's true, it's probably not new. Unlike the Quran, which will even say that man's seed comes from his chest, or that the earth is a series of flat, flat plates and the sun sets. In a pool of murky water, it, uh, Chris is getting to something there in the chat room that we're gonna. I think we're gonna make a, uh, a decision on the fly. You're calling, here, you're calling an audible. making an, an audible here. Okay. Uh, the question of how does the Bible compare to the Book of Mormon, the Quran, the, the the things written by the Watchtower Society, the Jehovah's Witnesses? I think we're gonna make that our study next week, Jacob. That's think,
1: a full. That's a full hour. Yeah.
2: So w- w- we've talked about the Bible as the finished, complete revelation of God, and. And as Chris says, therefore, if anybody comes along proclaiming something new, it can't be true. Yes. If it's true, it's not new. Uh, that's, that adage that Chris mentioned is exactly right. Okay. Uh, but what we're going to do, he mentions the Koran and some of the false things that are in the Koran. Uh, we can tell you right now, do your homework. We'll try to cover some of those examples next week as we contrast the Bible with some of these other claimed Inspired books. That'll give us some time to get uh, Chris in the UK's. Uh, yeah, we can digest together. some of what yes. he's written there.
1: Now, uh, so if we do that, then our next question is: Is there any leading or guidance from God via His literal voice in our daily walk? That'll be our next question. We get
2: right. Yeah, to the that's what we want to talk. No, are are is hearing God talking? voices you hear? You a small, still voice whispering in your ear. Okay. You know, some people say they are. Let's talk about that.
1: All right. Let's let's hear your thoughts. Do you hear those voices? Do you account or allow for the fact that other people could be hearing those voices? What do you think? Does the, do the scriptures allow for that uh, to be the case? Let us know your thoughts. 877-381-4567, toll free and open now. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study continues right after this.
4: Wow, it isn't so hard to understand the Bible after all. There's more exciting study and discussion coming after
2: these messages. This is Greg Gwen with this week's bullet point. It's easy to become overwhelmed at the thought of a big assignment or a difficult challenge. Sometimes the contemplation of a long, hard task makes us weary even before we begin. In such instances, it can be helpful to break the job down into smaller, doable segments. As these manageable bites are accomplished, the whole project ultimately gets completed. As we begin this new year, think of some of the things that need to be done, some of the things that you know you should be doing, and think positively about each one. Have the attitude that says, I can do that. For instance, I can read my Bible every day. That's doable, and in the process, I will become a better Bible student. I can attend worship services and Bible study. Taken one at a time, this will soon add up to a whole year of faithful service, a whole year of gaining strength, a whole year of encouraging my brethren, a whole year of glorifying God. Wow, that's really worth doing, and I can do that. I can talk to my friend, my neighbor, my family member, or my co-worker about my faith in Christ and the blessings it brings into my life. Who knows? That may lead to a conversion over the course of time. I can do that. I can pray for my brethren, thinking seriously and regularly about their spiritual and physical well-being. As I do, they will become helped, and I will develop a stronger and more caring relationship with them. And again, that's something I can do. There are lots of little things that are within my grasp, and they all add up to some really good and necessary accomplishments for the Lord. All I need is an attitude that says, I can do that. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. My name is Alex Dvorak reminding you to listen to the Virtual Bible
4: Study every Thursday night, 8 o'clock Central Time. God's Word has the answers. Let's get back to studying it. The Virtual Bible Study rolls along.
1: And we welcome you back to the program, and we remind you this program is brought to you by the College U Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com, or better yet, find out more about us by visiting our services. If you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area, find out more about our meeting times and location at thevirtualbiblestudy.com. Dot com. You can also podcast a recent uh, sermon that has been presented at the College View Church of Christ. Uh, that podcast feed has also been updated by our podcast listener of the year, Brad Collins, and uh, we appreciate Brad for doing that. So check out that podcast if you're interested, and uh, you can also find out more about information about the Virtual Bible Study. If you haven't been listening for the past seven and a half years, uh, there's a lot of information that is out there. You can find, out, uh, find archives of every one of our programs at thevirtualbiblestudy.com. We encourage you to check out our website. We're talking about extra biblical uh, revelation from God. Is and God speaking voices to us?
2: And, and by the way, remember what we just announced. We're going to we're going to postpone a discussion of how the Bible contrasts with the Quran, the Book of Mormon, the Jehovah's Witnesses publications. We're going to do that as our study next week. So for those who've written us some good answers to that question, we'll save your emails and we'll use them next week, and we'll get some more information from you for next week. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, good answer so we already know what our topic will be next week okay now that's uh, atypical yeah that's right uh so now what we want to do is we want to go to question number four that we sent out and that question was is there any leading or guidance from god as as this one preacher was was quoted as having said via his literal voice in our daily walk well that's interesting like the song says he walked with me talks with me he tells me that i am his own yeah that's interesting is he is, is he is he actually talking to us well you know
1: anthony I, anthony's behind the controls and he's been silent we haven't heard his voice at all tonight anthony uh what do you think
3: i i don't know i mean i i first of all in a lot of those songs i think uh, you know there's some poetic license there's some symbolism and figurative language of course but but uh, you know when when people mention that whole idea i keep coming back to Paul's statement, you know, that if anyone else brings the gospel, even an angel other than the one that we preach to you, you know, let him be accursed. I mean, I, can't, I just to me, that settles a lot of these types of questions. So if you're getting extra revelation or God is speaking directly to you, that to me seems to contradict that
2: statement. All right. Now, but now, now I was
1: going to say, we do know that it has happened in the past. Well, we wait, have wait. lots of accounts in the in the Bible of where it has happened.
2: Well, yeah, because in the Bible times, God was still in the process of revealing his will. But once he finished it, which is the point we've been making all all through our program, once it was finished and completed, then that process stopped. Okay. I I want to comment about what Anthony said. You know, I think it is true that our songs, we have to employ poetic license. Uh, And we have to give the authors of those songs some room to exercise poetic license. But get get it that preacher was not saying that was a figurative poetic expression he was saying it was literal he walks with me he talks with me and he was applying that phrase literally that's why i think we got to be careful not to go that's one of the reasons i don't favor that song it's hard to stretch poetic license that far sometimes with okay. some of those songs okay but and and the and the this danger this guy's of it, not doing that and the danger of it is just what was happening there yeah okay
3: yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, it can only go so far. I mean, some 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 lyrics take it too far.
1: Yeah. Right. All right, right. 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 Now we now some people will say, yeah, God's not revealing any new doctrine to me, uh, but God's telling me you ought to take that job, or you should be careful. I, I, God God whispered something to me. I, I shouldn't. I I didn't need to go to that uh, that public place today. There was going to be something bad happen.
2: All right, let's talk about that. Let's see what our emailers are All saying right. here. Let's talk Ramona says she references Hebrews one one God having of old time spoken to the fathers in the prophets by diverse portions and in diverse manners, hath in the day the end of these days spoken to us by his son. Yeah. Three things from this verse God spoke in the past, he now speaks by his son. Mm-hmm. Today the Lord speaks to us exclusively by means of Christ through his word. Acts seventeen, verse eleven, second Timothy three sixteen seventy. In Jude, it affirms faith, Galatians one twenty three was once for all delivered to the saints, Jude 3. There's no need for ongoing direct communication from God. People who say God speaks to them are using this as an excuse for what they want to do instead of God's will. Therefore, we must search the Scriptures daily for his word to us.
1: Okay, thank you, Ramona. Good, Good comments. Uh, Jason in Pennsylvania. There's the same Jason in the chat room. My chat room is not uh, is gone silent. I hope it's not uh, locked up like it did last week. Yours is yours? Uh, yeah?
2: Yours well I got something in uh, okay. a few minutes ago. All right, Jason uh, in Pennsylvania says no, 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 he's answering number four. He's answering number four. Let's let's deal with that in a minute. We are in hey, We house. No, no, we're doing three. We're doing three. No, 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 number three was is the one there we're skipping. A, now we're doing four. Oh, you're right. You're right. we on number four. Go, 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 okay. Go, okay. go. Who's on you're first? Right. Uh, yeah.
1: Jason says, I put a quote on Facebook yesterday that dealt with the fact that God's word can be audibly heard today. And the quote goes like this. Do you want to hear God's voice audibly? Read your Bible out loud. That's the only way I know of hearing God's voice audibly. Now, here's what he, Jason says. There's not any evidence that we can hear the voice of God outside of the Bible. But I won't be completely dogmatic that it doesn't happen. It may. God is able to do it if he wanted to, and I don't want to limit him in any way. But if he did speak audibly today, we would need to make sure it is from God by testing what would be said from Scripture, which many people that claim to hear voices today do not do.
2: I'd have to respectfully disagree with the last part of that statement from Jason. Uh if God is, God said He wasn't going to do it. Now God can do anything He wants, but when God said He's not going to do something, then He has limited Himself. We're not limiting Him. I think that's a key. You know, some people say, like, "Oh, you're limiting God." No, we're not limiting God. He's limited Himself when He said that He was going to finish the revelation and and that revelation would cease. Yeah. If God's speaking to anyone today, then that's additional revelation. Yeah. And, and he said he wasn't going to do that. So it's not a question of us limiting God. It's a question of him limiting himself. And so I would be dogmatic to say it doesn't happen. Because if it happened, God didn't tell us the truth when he said that he was going to finish that revelation and it would cease.
1: Let us know your thoughts. 877-381-4567. That's the best way for your voice to be heard tonight. Give us a call. It's toll free. And the line is open now.
2: Uh, Chris in Atlanta says, we learn from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 10, that we're no longer receiving these types of revelations. God communicates to us through his perfect word. Years ago, we had a preacher who went out to preach at a gospel meeting. When he was about to preach that evening, a man told the preacher that God had spoken to him and told the preacher, told him that the preacher was to sit down and let him preach. <laughs> the preacher asked the man what time God said this. The man replied, it happened at 3 p.m. The preacher told the man that God told him at 5 p.m., that he was to preach, and the other man needed to sit oh, down. that's true. He says, not sure this is a true story, but it illustrates a point. Anyone who claims that God has spoken to him, and hence contradictions and confusion arise. That is
1: a good point. It practically speaking, it just doesn't work.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I would also argue that it makes God a respecter of persons. Yeah. He told you yeah. to take that job? And here I was wondering about a job all along, and he didn't tell me?
3: Yeah.
2: How come he favored you with a direct revelation? Yeah. To help you on your career advancement. And he didn't do the same for me. Yeah. All right. Now, that's interesting. And
1: First uh, Corinthians 13 has been referenced several times tonight. What about verse 8? I want to ask you about this. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Uh, whether there are tongues, they will cease. And Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Is that knowledge that's spoken of there? Would that be similar to these type of extra-biblical revelations that people are saying they're getting today? This knowledge that... Uh, that would uh, vanish away. That Paul said there in First Corinthians thirteen, verse eight. Would that be similar to these voices that people are hearing? You think that's a, a appropriate application?
2: Well, I think he is saying that that when, that knowledge was the what in that text was inspired. It's
1: supernatural. Yeah, so yeah. You, I and, it.
2: and I do think that he said it was going to vanish away. Okay. So I mean, he's saying. Okay. I do think our chat room is locked up,
0: Jacob.
1: Well, I think people are having some problems with it, but I still see a new one that just came in. So, do you? Uh, yeah, uh, Jason says, I had someone give a response to 1 Corinthians 13 that had me scratching my head. 1 Corinthians 7, 1, verse 7 says that Paul desired that they not lack any gift till the return of Christ. How would you respond to this? For Maybe a different, uh, slightly Read a that, tangential you know, subject. To play with, uh, 1
3: Corinthians
1: 1, verse 7 uh, says Paul, uh, Paul says... Uh, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think it may be slightly a misapplication of that verse. It doesn't say that they would not have be short in any gift until uh, Jesus Christ comes again. It says they were eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord
2: Jesus I think that's talking about his return. Right,
1: but they're eagerly awaiting. It doesn't say they're going to have these gifts until he returns because 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says that, we will not have them when, they re- when he returns, according to verse
2: 13. Right. You're right on okay. that. All right. All right. Uh, my, my chat room is locked up. Oh, well, hit
1: that button harder. Maybe you can get I it to uh, go.
2: Get, okay. get it to go.
1: Okay. Uh, Nick in uh, Jennings, Florida, references Hebrews 1, verse 1. God, who at sundry times in divers' manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world's. Thank you for that, verse, Nick. I think that passage is also very in- instrumental in helping us determine whether or not uh, God uh, is responding to us today, uh, is speaking to us today. I think, uh, as Nick uh, has concluded here, uh, that Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 tell us that God has chosen the way that he is revealing his will to mankind today. That is through the written word given to us by Jesus and the Holy Spirit.
2: All right. Um. Chris in Atlanta says, now again, we're dealing with this question. Is God giving any guidance uh, in other ways? I mean, via his literal voice. Chris said, I will say if Paul does not get a pass on what he says, but had to check, but has it checked out, most notably by the Breans. In other words, Acts 17, verse 11, the Breans were noble and they searched the scriptures to see if the things that Paul was teaching were so. He says if Paul didn't get a pass and if the Breans thought it was necessary to check on him, then he didn't believe anyone should get a pass also, if it is from the pulpit, then we are commanded in Second Peter or Second Timothy 4 to preach the Word, whether it is fashionable or not, favorable or not. The phrase carries the idea that we are to say the same as that which the Scriptures say. We are not to add or take from it, but present it as it is, and let the Lord do with it what He wills. We are not to preach our thoughts, dreams, visions, or views, but what He has revealed of Himself through the Word, which is above all things about Himself and His Son and not about us, so that we would have... Nothing known among you except Christ and him crucified. So Chris says, let us preach the word, not these other Thank things. Thank you,
1: Chris. And Jim says, How would a person know? What does the voice of God sound like? Peter knew what it sounded like, Matthew seventeen, verse five, and second Peter one, seventeen and eighteen. What evidence could one provide to prove that God is speaking to them?
2: Yeah, I think that's, that's interesting. I think that is a great argument from Jim. God God spoke to me. Wow. Uh, and he told me that you shouldn't take that job. He told you that you should. How do we know who God spoke
1: to? How do you know it's God and is not a reason to go visit your nearest psychologist?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think Jim's answer is how would we know. When God was speaking to men, he was verifying his message with miracles. Uh He he confirmed the word. Remember what was said there uh, in Mark chapter 16? Uh, It says they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Mm -hmm. When God was revealing things, then people had a basis to know that it was so because miracles were being performed to confirm them. Uh, In Hebrews chapter two, uh, it speaks of the, the salvation, which at the first this is Hebrews two, verse three, the salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him god also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the holy ghost according to his own will so you know the purpose of those miracles was confirmation Mm -hmm. this is my message this is from me these men are speaking my word if i got up and said well god told me today that everybody should do thus and so everybody says well how do we know that's really from god well i can't confirm it with miracles i can't do miracles so if God is speaking, the question that Jim asked is a key. How would we know? How could we be sure that that is, in fact, God speaking?
3: And, well, it kind of, you know, reminds me of the whole um, dilemma with folks who think that miracles are still going on today and or that people are still demon-possessed today. I think sort of reminds me of the fact that those two things kind of go together. You know, if we've got god giving you know speaking directly to me and so there's sort of this still this miraculous supernatural stuff going on in the world and who's to say that there's not a demonic voice in your head that's pretending to be god yeah. and you know so just back to the whole thing that you know we don't know there would be no way to verify that and no way to to claim authority from your revelation versus all right
2: all right, one, All right. Let's take our thing. last yeah. break and go to our final question. Is is there any means that we, by which we might be led to do God's will? In other words, is the only other way... other than the Bible? You know, I got to read my Bible. But are there other ways that I might be led to do the will of God? We've said He's not speaking to us. We're not hearing His voice. He's not giving us any latter day revelations. But are there ways that we might be led to do the Word of God, guided or led? Not by his voice, not by an extra biblical revelation, but it, are there ways that we might be led? We'll talk about that as we wrap up the program.
1: All right. Quickly, we'll go to a break and go to the top of the hour. Let us know your thoughts. Don't go anywhere. We'll continue right after
4: this. Got a question about something you've heard on the virtual Bible study? Send your questions to questions at collegeview.com. We'll be right back after this. I'm
0: Wade Shelton. In 1 Peter 3.15, the scripture says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You see, we believe here at College View that we should be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh, And I believe that we are dedicated to this cause. That's why we here at College View bring you the virtual Bible study each week. Our hope is that you will join us each week here on the virtual Bible study in hopes of strengthening your faith so that you will be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. Please join us here every Thursday night on the virtual Bible study. I know that it's worth an hour of your time.
2: We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. Almost one in three Americans have been arrested for a crime other than a traffic violation by the age of 23. The 30% arrest rate includes such crimes as vandalism, underage drinking, drunken driving, shoplifting, and drug possession. That information is via USA Today. The Word of God says in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. See, I told you we'd be back. The virtual Bible study continues. Now,
1: I've got to look at you guys with a little bit of a shifty eye, because one in three have been arrested, and it's not me. It's got to be not one me. of you. It's uh, not me okay, either. Okay, well, Anthony, by process of elimination. I
2: know, I guess so. Okay. okay. All it's right.
1: that shifty operator. Yep.
2: Okay, real quickly, because we're just going to run out of time. Remember, next week we're going to contrast the Bible with other books like the Quran, the Book of Mormon, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Watchtower Publications. Uh, is, is there guidance apart from the Bible is the question. We believe the, the Bible is God's complete and final revelation. But are there some ways w- which I might be personally led to do what the Bible tells me to do?
1: All right. Let's um, see what our listeners have to say. This is an interesting question. Okay. Go ahead. Ramona says we must have faith that God will always give us the answers we seek through reading the Bible, Romans ten seventeen. When we read the word of God, it increases our faith and boosts our confidence to make the right decisions because we are doing it through Christ. Is there any other way than this? Ramona answers No. One must remember, Proverbs 14, verse 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death.
2: All All right. Chris in Atlanta says, I hear this term used a lot by our denominational friends. In fact, I used it quite a bit when I was a Baptist many moons ago. But God has given us his perfect and complete word. We're to study it diligently. We should make all of our decisions based upon what we find in the Bible. The Bible says that if we love him, we will follow his commandments. How can we follow his commandments if we do not know them? I think that's right. Here's the here's the point that I was trying to get at with that question, Jacob. I think Chris is right. Only thing I know about what God wants me to do is what I read in the Bible. Same for you, right? Yeah. But let's say uh, that I'm kind of I'm kind of watching, and and, uh, I think that you haven't been a a very good husband. Mm -hmm. And so I go to you and say, Jacob, read with me here in Ephesians chapter five what it says about being a husband. Right. You know, I, I feel like you need to work on this or that based upon what is said here in Ephesians. In other words, I might be an influence on you to do the right thing as a husband, but it's still based upon what the Bible says. But in other words, I might, as an individual, I might be a tool to help you apply what the Bible teaches. It's not new, it's not a different revelation, but it's just something that triggers you to respond to that part of what God has said. That might happen in a lot of ways. You know, it might be through the influence of a person, it might be through the influences of circumstances. Let's say that I got real sick and you know, maybe the doctor says you've got three months to live. Well, suddenly that provokes me to get serious about doing what the Bible says to do. So confronting the idea of impending death, that circumstance might prompt me to do what the Bible says to do. It's not, it's not that I've been told something new, but I've been given a circumstance that motivates me to do what the Bible says I should have been doing all along.
1: Interesting. That's true. Uh, and, and let's see what Chris says in the U.K. There's a sense that his providence and give, the giving of affirming words can be a direction as to God's leading, but both are subject to the word. All three must be in line, and, you, and also that you have a sense of peace about it. If it violates your view of Scripture, then stop it. If it violates your conscience, then stop. I hey, think Chris is saying some of the things you said there, that uh, there may be some, some events in your life that help you to reconsider what the word sure. says.
2: Jim in Kentucky says, yes, there are means we can be led to the will of God. Yes, by the example of faithful Christians. When we see the gospel being lived in the lives of disciples, it can lead us to know and obey God's truth. However, we can only know if disciples are living faithfully when we compare their lives to the Bible. Thus, disciples can stand as an example. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven, Matthew 5:16. But ultimately, we can only know the truth as it has been revealed through God's word. For example, we can only know that these disciples are doing what God desires because God has revealed it in, in His Word. Their example can direct us to the truth of His Word.
1: Good. I think that's I exactly. think John, Jim is saying the same thing. Great, yeah. Jim.
2: Uh, I made a, a list of such things once in the past. Uh, uh, how can we? How, how can God guide us? The, the vast majority of the answers are right in the Word, the positive commands, the negative commands of Scripture. But we also t- are to... Pray, use our privilege of prayer. Notice James 1, verses 5 through 7. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Or let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So we've often said wisdom is knowledge applied. The Mm -hmm. knowledge is in the Bible. But here James is saying pray Pray, and God will give you wisdom to put those things into into yeah.
0: practice. Yeah. Uh,
2: again, through circumstances, uh, God can can cause uh, providentially cause circumstances that might, you know, bring about certain thoughts that would lead us to do His revealed will. Uh, again, not going l- to reveal gonna anything to you, but right. Maybe make okay. Certainly, through the counsel of other Christians, we can get help. In knowing and doing what God yeah. wants us to do, but again, only based on what the Bible says, is Jim so accurately put it in his email. Okay. Uh, I think there's some things you got to avoid in that, and one of the things is overlooking what is logical. You know, I, I need I need guidance. I need to know what to do. Well, are you overlooking what's obvious? For instance, if you're a married person. You don't need to spend time agonizing over whether God wants you to love your mate or not. Yeah, that answer's already been given.
4: Yeah,
2: uh, uh, I, I I jokingly told a story that I heard from a preacher. He said I once loaned a man ten dollars. He's still praying about whether he ought to pay it back to me yeah. or not. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to pray about that. Right. Right. You know that yeah. you're supposed to return what you've yeah. been loaned. Yeah. Uh, uh, again. A, a, you don't. Ha- there ha- doesn't have to be some sort of subjective confirmation for everything uh, that that, get- that we're supposed to do. You know, some people want a feeling about yeah. everything. We don't have to have a feeling. Just, you know, it do it is the, is the bottom line. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah. We got to be careful. We're clo- towards the end of the program. We don't want to jump off into something else there. But yeah, you're right.
2: What were you, I think you had a point. To you. Well,
1: no, I was just going to say. You know, people think that, that that God was leading me in this direction or that. Direction. I don't know god was leading me towards this job
2: yeah i, I don't because that, a lot of things god doesn't care he doesn't care what job you work as long as long as you are a good employee working at a, at a, at a legal enterprise he's, yeah. he's not concerned whether you take this job or that he he doesn't have a preference but a lot of you know i think the ultimate example of that is these athletes who give thanks to god after they you know won a football game yeah. i don't think god cares about the outcome of football god doesn't games.
1: like the patriots over yeah. the you know
2: yeah. the raiders or no, whatever i think the ultimate of that is you know some boxer and he's just beaten his <laughs> opponent bloody and then it, and then he wants to thank god for the victory you know i don't think god's involved in that yeah. and i but some people want to think that god is involved in every minute detail of such things in their lives and i just don't think it's so what do you think anthony yeah I,
3: i've got to agree i mean i, I don't think you know I don't see that God's interested in sporting events or these different things. And, uh, I mean, I think clearly we have to recognize the role of providence in our lives. But, as we've said probably here on this program many times, I mean, it's not necessarily something that you can prove and say, Aha, you know, it, it's something that you should have faith in. And, and we, we know God operates in our lives, but, uh, to try to, you know, convince somebody that, see, you know, God gave me this new job, there's no way to... Yeah. prove that or to yeah. substantiate right.
1: that.
2: Okay.
3: All right. All right. We, well, we remember
2: next week, we, we, we're saving one of our questions from tonight, and we'll talk about it next week. We want to contrast the the proven revealed Word of God with other books that claim such things like the Koran, the Book of Mormon, okay. and the writings of the Jehovah's Witnesses
1: Watchtower I Society. think if we line them up side by side, the, uh, the true Word will be so apparent that it'll be a very good program. Looking forward to that discussion. All right. All right. Thank you for your time tonight, Dad. Thanks, Good Jager. discussion. Looking forward to next week. Anthony, thank you for being here and uh, running the board. No problem. Glad to be enjoyed here. Enjoyed talking with you and enjoyed talking with you, our listeners. Thank you for being a part of the program. We hope you benefited in stu- and, uh, from our study and discussion of God's Word, and we look forward to you being back here this net time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it.